Baptist 21 is a pastor-led voice for Southern Baptists in the 21st century. The B21 podcast will discuss current issues in the SBC with Southern Baptist church leaders. To check out more resources, visit us at baptist21.com. Well, welcome to the Baptist 21 Podcast. I'm Nate Aiken, your host, and we uh, at the Baptist 21 Podcast have conversations about what it means to be Baptist in the 21st century, and today we're talking about a topic that certainly affects uh, Baptists. We're going to talk about the topic of pornography. Uh, I have with me today Jacob and John Michael, who have recently uh, directed and produced a documentary about, uh, it's called Into the Light, but a, a documentary about this this sin and this topic. And so, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us, Nate. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to you want to hear a lot more about um the the documentary uh but first i want to get to know you guys so maybe uh jacob maybe i'll start with you and then john michael you go after jacob um yeah just give us a little bit of testimony how'd you come to know the lord you guys are both students at southern seminary at least in, in, you know, in ministry so how you came to know the lord kind of how you thought about at least pursuing some type of vocational ministry uh, i'll kind of just leave it in your court but just tell us a little bit about yourselves yeah totally if it's okay with you uh can Joe Michael go first? That's uh, sure. the reason. Yeah. The reason why it will make sense when we kind of go through the okay. whole thing, because our us, you know, becoming really truly loving Jesus is so tied to our sexual sin, and then that leads into you know what drove us to make a documentary. So yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so I grew up in a really great Christian home. Uh, my parents loved the Lord um, and taught me what it meant to follow Him, to study the Word. Uh, and and many good things. So so grateful for uh, how I was able to grow up. And even in the context of that blessing, I came across pornography for the first time when I was age eight. Mm. So just stumbled stumbled upon it the first time myself. Um, but very quickly, that curiosity turned into a full on addiction uh, that mm. lasted nearly a decade. So in that process, I got really good at living a double lifestyle of you know, a, a good Christian front, being involved in, in youth group, uh, on the leadership of the youth group, uh, worship team, things like that. And all at the same time, growing and feeding a love for pornography and uh, kind of a disordered life in the dark. And that went on for, like I said, nearly a decade. Um, but by God's grace, uh, he put some really good older Christian guys in my life. And Really, it was spending time with them and their witness to me that mm. displayed what it meant to, to live with consistency instead of hypocrisy. Mm. Um, and I just distinctly remember one time in my parents' garage, uh, they were sharing about how God was working in their life at a, at a purity conference they had been to. And I remember the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like, if you don't open up about this right now, if you don't confess your sin, you never will. And you will mm. remain a hypocrite living this this double lifestyle for the rest of your life. Hmm. So by God's grace that in, in that moment, I did confess my sin to those brothers. I opened up about my addiction to pornography and really, I think for the first time properly confessed my sin to God. Hmm. And I always point people back to that being the first time I could really say in truth, I love the Lord and I can hmm. love other people around me. And yeah, for my journey from there, it's not like instantly was free from pornography, but that was when my journey started to take an upward trajectory rather than continually spiraling downwards. Um, and I was able to join a good accountability group, 
spend some time with godly Christian men and women and read some really good books. And yeah, by God's grace today, I'm free from pornography. Mm, and yeah, yeah that, is, that is God's grace. And mm. it, so in that accountability group too, kind of setting up for Jake, one thing that I noticed was I kept recommending mm. the good books that were helpful for me, even like Garrett Kell's book, Pure in Heart, or Heath Lambert's book, Finally Free. And no matter how many times I would recommend the books, people just didn't end up reading them. Mm. And I was kind of struck by that, especially because all these guys are talking about like, look, I know pornography is wrong as a Christian, but what does real change look like? I don't know what the process of change actually looks like. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I grew up, we've been, we've been friends for a long time. I grew up in an incredible Christian home. And um, so my story is similar. It's distinct in one important area. I, my mom talked to me about pornography so much um, mm. growing up, even around like nine, 10 years old. And by God's grace and man, the faithful prayers of my mom, I never got hooked on pornography mm. proper. And that's rare. That's something that most of my peers um, can't say. I'm, I'm very grateful for that, for that like freedom. However, I was addicted to masturbation for most of my teenage years. And so, and Jesus is very clear about that. Um, you sin with lust um, in your heart. And so I would just give in to this sexual sin over and over and over again. But in my heart, I had this pharisaical mindset because I could say, I, I don't watch pornography. And it was just mm. such a similar thing. It was, it was a long process over a year of a couple conferences, some good conversations with friends that just made me start, start gripping me and the Holy Spirit gripping me saying, this is sin. You can't continue in this pattern of sin. And um, yeah, by God's grace, I... Mm. I don't walk in that pattern anymore. And I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, mm. And so then fast forward uh, a few years, right? I end up uh, at Southern Seminary pursuing you know, pastoral ministry. And I, I got an opportunity to get coffee with Tim Challies. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've met Tim before. And uh, he, you know, we were talking about his book, Sexual Detox. And I asked him about it. And Tim's, Tim's got a great sense of humor. He's like, yeah, you know, the, the book's fine. <laughs> Um, he's like, he, in his, his words, you know, there are better books out there, but it is a great book. Sexual detox is an awesome little book. And, you know, he said, he's, he said something super fascinating. He's like, you know, it's interesting that we have this video problem of pornography and in mm. answer, we typically write books. There might be something, you know, it might be room for a counseling oriented video resource that walks through the process of change. And so that was just like, whoa, that was so fascinating to me. So I got off the call or not call. I got out of coffee with him and just kind of wandered around campus for a little bit. And I called Jamichael, who's back in Canada. And I said, man, you know, we've worked in film before. We're both passionate about fighting pornography and, and working in accountability groups. Is there a possibility for us to reach out to all these authors who have meant so much to us and been so influential to us? Um, Hel or Tim Challies, sorry, not Tim in the documentary. Tim was a big part of this, but Keith Lambert, Jeremy Pierre, Jenny Solomon, Deepak Reju, Ellen Dykas, uh, Garrett Kell, and, and get them together and put together this documentary. And for especially keeping in mind people who struggle to read. And so mm. Into the Light is, is a teaching documentary that walks through the process of change from bondage and sexual sin to freedom in Christ. And we built it as a resource for the church. And so that just came out a few weeks ago now. Um, and 
people, we can talk about some of the funding and stuff like that, like maybe the process if you're interested, but it's free on our website. So we're really excited that there's no paywall or barrier of entry for, for churches and people to use it. So mm-hmm. that's that we're here. We're really grateful for it. A less important question, but you said, and then we'll go back to more important questions. So you said both of y'all had video experience in the past doing things mm-hmm. like this. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll go back to some of the content of the Yeah. Uh, of the so this is one of those areas, hey, where you, where you look back at God's providence. Mm-hmm. Um, we both got put in a whole series of absurdly cool situations to learn a lot of different skills. So I went to advertising. Kind of part of my story is also in a deep idolatry of my career. And I was going in the advertising industry. You know, I, I had my heart set on winning all these awards mm. and, and all this stuff. And praise God, he pulled me out of that because mm. I was completely full of myself. But in that process, I learned motion graphics and I dabbled in graphic design and I worked in wedding film. And then um, also for, you know, Joe Michael's father has worked in film. And so I, I worked for him for many years and so did he. And we, we, at one point, a few, a few years ago, we put together, we lived in a van for a couple months and, uh, and we put together a documentary on the Great Commission. That was, that was really fun. So that, that was a while back. Um, and it's a very short film, but it was just something that was really exciting to work on and kind of laid the groundwork for our ability, you know, praise God to be able to make this film. Hmm. So from there to the more important questions, just maybe give us, uh, you know, you both have shared personal testimony here, but give me some background just on kind of what is rampant porn addiction doing both to the, to our society, but also uh, impacting young men in the church? Hmm. Yeah. Pornography is incredibly prevalent to an extent that it's almost, you can use hyperbole in language and it almost doesn't capture how prevalent pornography is in the culture, but also in the church, sadly. And that it's been around for a long time, but especially it's risen in a terrible way because of uh, the availability of technology in, and free pornography. Um, so yeah, it is, is a cancer in the church right now. It's a cancer in the world. And like I mentioned before, the church knows it's wrong. Men, women, we know it's wrong. It's very clear. And yet it can be sometimes unclear about what to do about that the actual gospel hope for change, the practical steps for change. And we praise God for many brothers and sisters who over the past 10, 15 years have been talking about the dangers of pornography, how it affects your brain, your relationships, missions, ministry, all these different things. Um, And now we want to pick up the conversation, maybe where some of them have left off and offer, okay, what are the practical steps of breaking free from a porn addiction? What does the gospel hope look like specifically applied into pornography? And that's, that's kind of what our documentary does. It, it picks up with the assumption that Christians understand pornography is wrong, but what do you do? And then mm. it walks through kind of the, the mm. fundamentals of change, like we've been saying, from bondage and sin to freedom in Christ. And Jeremy Pierre, uh, he's a professor at, at Southern. He takes... He tackles chapter one of the documentary, and he kind of does a good job at that question about talking about how damaging is mm. pornography to you. And one of the things that, you know, right, it's not always intuitive. You think it's just something you watch. How could it hurt anyone? But what we often forget, especially in our sinful nature, is we forget how what we consume 
forms us. Mm. And when you when you narrow the world to pornography, when you narrow the opposite gen, uh, gender to pornography, when that guilt comes in, it shapes you into a person that's incapable of loving others. And honestly, and I mean, we've spent a lot of time in, in reading liter- in the literature about pornography. It is horrifying what mm. a porn addiction can do to a person. It can reduce you to the shell of someone who, who used to be. And, and that's honestly the testimony of a lot of, a lot of our peers. So, and we, mm. we knew we had to pick up there in the documentary so that the seriousness of sin would be driven home, the effects of sin would be driven home before we pick up God's good design for sexuality, before we pick yeah. up the gospel hope for change. If y'all have any just, uh, I mean, uh, anecdotes or stats that help kind of talk through how it, it shapes the brain, but I want to couple it with another question, uh, which would be, do you think parents are uninformed about the dangers kind of facing young people in terms of that, again, considering how damaging it could be uh, if you can speak to both of those questions, I have an interesting anecdote. You know, I um, I sat down with a with a buddy of mine. Uh, this was a, lo- a while ago, and he he was telling me this story. Right, so he has a younger sister who she's in grade twelve. She's in her she's in a Christian school, Christian school in a very conservative, solid Bible believing area, and she would tell she told her brother that she was interested in this guy. And so her older brother, you know, my friend being a solid older brother looked up this guy on TikTok, and he mm-hmm. saw that this guy was following a lot of softcore pornography accounts. So my friend goes back to his younger sister and said, Hey, don't, don't pursue this relationship. This is not the kind of guy you want to be interested in. And his sister turned to him and said, honestly, all the guys in my class watch pornography who really cares. Like, there aren't words to describe how pervasive this is. And, you know, we can pull the stats and you can run the numbers up, down, all around. Like, it, it is genuinely complex. But every single person that I see walking around this campus, I assume that they have stumbled across pornography. That's without a shadow of a doubt. And a, lar- a, a solid percentage of them are currently wrestling to some degree with an addiction to pornography and to, to especially, you know, pastors and, and elders listening without a shadow of a doubt, the men and women are struggling with pornography to some degree in your church for sure. Yeah. I remember growing up to when I was in uh, our youth pastor would say, you know, that the difference is just the, the access to pornography has changed dramatically. Cause when, you know, when he was a kid, mm. it was, you had to hide it, you know, mm-hmm. under your bed mm-hmm. or hide it somewhere. And now it's just hidden on your phone. Uh, which Absolutely. is you, know, you have access to, you know, 24 hours a day. And so the prevalence uh, is, is just, I mean, again, it, it's a, a unique time in history as compared to any other time in history where it's right in your face all the time. Yeah. And one even little addition to that is, you know, lust is lust. They had lust in Jesus's day. They have right. lust is a sin now. However, Playboy can only really be so damaging to you. It's a single image on a screen. It's still sin. No, no shade on there. However, the high speed, incredibly addictive nature of mm. internet pornography, where extremely degrading sinful genres can be pushed further and further and further, opens up an addictive element of pornography that has never been faced by any generation before. And that just heightens the level of seriousness of this topic because you, many of our friends, Joe Michael got hooked on this before they hit puberty. Mm. And so their entire development of sexuality has been laced 
with more nudity than any than in prior histories any man could have ever laid his, eye, right. laid his eyes right. on ever um, right. or woman hurt. I mean, that's something yeah. we can talk about too. And so it's serious, right? It's serious yeah. because you're dealing with addictions. Language is tough, but I, I would argue you can call it a proper addiction that man, 10 year olds are getting hooked on. It's it's horrible. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to ask another question around parents and then shift mm, to kind yeah. of the, the good God's good design and, and how the gospel uh, can can uh, provide, one, a way to fight and also freedom uh, from sin and shame. So, John Michael, maybe if you, which, I mean, you've been honest about your testimony, maybe share how you became, you know, obviously able to access it. And then does the documentary go into warnings for parents about uh, kind of how they could help their children, at least in one sense, cut cut out their eye, you know, kind of thing, the, the, the defensive side of this, before we kind of move to more an offensive side of putting a better and more beautiful picture right. in place of, of a lesser. Yeah, honestly, the technology that I came across pornography when I was young uh, on is like completely outdated now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't think anybody uses it. Um, but now it's even in phone games in the mm. ads and it's on social media and it's on YouTube. Like it really is everywhere. Um, and I guess speaking to parents that the documentary specifically, we wanted to address the struggler or the person helping the struggler. So it's, it's pretty focused just so that we don't try to do a shotgun and, and not really hit anything. Sure. Um, but actually this is something that as we were filming into the light, we were really, struck by and had so many parents come up to us and ask us look okay i know this is this isn't good uh, i want to address this but how do i talk to my kids about it what do i do about access to pornography on the internet mm. and we've, we've just been struck there is a huge huge need to address parents specifically because mm. while there are good books addressing the struggler on pornography they there actually are few to, to almost none that talk directly to parents. Wow. And if there aren't even books, it, it, it's just like, how are these, these people being equipped? So that's actually one thing that we're looking to the future, uh, Lord willing, hoping to start producing, is actually a video series that specifically talks to parents, equipping mm -hmm. them to know how to counsel with this with their kids, and also, frankly, just to porn-proof your home. What does it mean to block pornography at the Wi-Fi, at the router level? And on the phone, at the Wi-Fi, it just uh, all the different aspects of cutting off access with modern technology. That's good. Let's, let's shift to, to then kind of more positive. Like, how do we not only play defense as far as cutting these things out, but putting mm. something better in its place? I mean, I think of Chalmers' um, essay, uh, The Explosive Power of a New Affection, mm. but both personally, but also in the documentary. Again, don't, like, talk through how we think about God's good design and how the gospel can apply uh, to help us mm. fight in, in the area of lust and, and obviously sinful pornography, uh, pornography in general. Mm. I mean, that, I mean, that's basically the content of chapter two uh, in the documentary. So for, for anyone who's kind of a bit confused, we structured the documentary in the form of chapters. Um, and yeah, when so, you said chapter one a minute ago, I was like, this is a book or this is yeah, a, yeah. this is a documentary. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> no, yeah that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, sure. Definitely a documentary. Um, and and we, we have different chapters that walk through that process of change. And so, you know, Pierre knocks out chapter one, really de grappling with the problem of sin. And we knew immediately we needed to cast a vision for God's good design of sexuality. Because sex 
um, love, romance, all of those things tied together. That is a beautiful gift from God. And we want to be pro God's good gift of sexuality. And we want to, but what we have to understand is when God gives good gifts, he gives parameters and guidelines for that. And the instant you stray outside of God's good design for his good gifts, you're on a trajectory that's just far away from him. Mm -hmm. And so, and we know this, we know the different forms of chaos that can come Mm -hmm. when we bring sexuality. And we're right in the middle of this with, with um, sexual revolution, breakdown of marriages, all of the things. And so uh, Jenny Solomon, actually, she tackles chapter two and just crafts a really compelling, beautiful vision of what sexuality inside of a covenant marriage looks like. And so, and once you really flush that out, it, it becomes easier to fight porn because you have your eyes set on what sexuality is good for. But then beyond that, or, or infused with that is you have your mind set on Christ because you know that a life in submission to God is a life following in the image and the conformity of Christ. And so for, you know, for, for single people, for those who don't have the, um, for a variety of reasons, don't have the opportunity to experience sexuality in marriage, we are fully fulfilled in Christ. And so um, I think especially Garrett Kell captures that in the final chapter where he talks about like the beauty of living in a community a church, and also casting our eyes to the day where we will find every form of fulfillment possible in the new kingdom in God. And so mm. that's something that is so, that we love about, about the documentary and what we've been able to do is it's so gospel infused. It's so mm. hopeful. And because it has to be hopeful, you can't fight pornography with misery warnings, scare tactics, and white knuckling approaches. There are mm. skills, there are tactics, there's important things to know. But if the joy of who Jesus is, is not every part, every foundation of this, yeah, you're living a miserable life. Mm. Yeah. Give me just, you mentioned the chapters. Can you just give me the, the, how many chapters and the titles of each or this kind of just the, what if there's a main kind of topic in each chapter? <clears throat> yeah. Totally. So we got six kind of key teaching sections that make up the documentary and then connecting all of them, you follow along the story of a couple who are both addicted to pornography and then kind of how they in their journey finding freedom. And then we pause on their journey at different points to get like a larger teaching that expands on key aspects of their, uh, their fight for freedom. And yeah, so there's six of those chapters. Jeremy Pierre takes the first one talking about sin, its consequences. Uh, Jenny Solomons takes chapter Sue, sorry, chapter two. And she talks about God's good design for sexuality and the hope for sinners who've broken that good design. Mm. Uh, and then from there, we move on to chapter three, where Heath Lambert talks about just digging into the complexities of the heart. The fact that this is, there's always sin underneath pornography. It's not just that. And we have to understand the idolatries that, that's going on there. And he also covers some just practical things like, what's the difference between worldly sorrow and godly sorrow? Uh, what does it mean to have accountability to... Mm to fight with other people. And then chapter four is Deepak Reju. He's talking about radical, practical measures, of cutting off access, uh, what it means to block uh, pornography, lock down your phone, and the spiritual disciplines like scripture reading, studying God's word. Um, then chapter five is, is almost like a review of what has been covered so far. And just honestly saying, this is going to be hard. 
it fighting pornography is an endurance run that that may take years like in my own story that took three years god's grace lord working in my life uh but progressive sanctification did not happen overnight and it takes endurance so ellen dykus takes that chapter and then we close it off with hope and what it means to fight uh in the context of community waiting for the day of christ's return with garrett kell in chapter six and that, that's just the basic outline of the documentary yeah, that's great um what any future projects on your guys plate are y'all thinking through what are some things y'all might tackle in the future yeah one of the biggest things is is kind of like we talked about the parental resources um it's just the conversation over and over again with parents who love Jesus, they, they're they thinking about pornography, but they don't know the difference between a VPN router and a modem setup or what technology is there. And, and, and then also just like, how do you talk to your kids about this? What ages do you introduce these categories for? They're complicated conversations. And so we hope to, and a big question of this is, is funding. So we're working on, um, on getting the funding for this. We hope to really architect out a video series for parents just directly knocking out these questions. And we're going to get some, some biblical counselors and some really um, incredible professionals to, to speak in this series. So that's kind of, in 2023, that's the big thing on our guideline, or sorry, in our, in our site. Um, and then we'll have to do the fundraising for this, uh, which is what we did for this last documentary. So like we mentioned, it's free. People can view it right now on our, on our website, intothelightdocumentary.com. And we were able to do it for free because in 2020, uh, the summer of 2022, uh, hundreds of Christians across North America generously and sacrificially donated over $85,000 mm. so, so that we could produce the documentary and offer it for free. And so we're so, we're so stoked that we never have to have a, a paywall for anyone, any church, any youth group, any leader, any small group, any individual who wants to watch the documentary. Um, but then we do, we are running a, a crowdfunded ministry. So, yeah. you know, if to be, to, to give an honest ask, if there are listeners who believe in creating resources for parents, that's uh, that's next on our list. So mm. one, one of the things, one of the things too, just to illustrate why we want to do it for free, offer it for free on our website is I remember when I was younger, I felt, I felt really convicted about pornography. I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to get some help, but I was too scared to tell anyone I should have. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I can get a book and I'll read something on it. And, but I wasn't old enough to have a credit card yet. And I was embarrassed to order it on my mom's Amazon because I knew they would, they would see that in the search history. They would see they come in the mail. So I didn't, whereas if I, if I could have gone to a website with a free video that I could have watched on my own, that mm. would have been huge. And really like this comes into how do we hope this gets used? We kind of talk about it as in three major ways. You can watch it as an individual, as a small group, or as like a full church. And I always say, individual, that's okay. Like maybe you, maybe you need to start there if you're the one struggling. But we really want to encourage people, do this with others. Do it in community. Grab a couple other guys, older brothers. Uh, if, you, if you're an older brother, maybe grab some, some other people. Or if you're a sister, grab some other sisters in your church community. And say, let's watch through this video together and talk about it. Mm. Uh, one of the things that we're doing too is we're offering the full documentary broken up into six episodes. So it's already available on the website in hour and a half form and in the form of six episodes mm. so that you can kind of slow that down 
do it over six weeks and talk about it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's great stuff, brothers. I, I just really appreciate the work. It's into the light documentary.com. We'll try to also put that in the, in the mm-hmm. um, description of the episode. Guys, I pray the Lord's blessing and favor upon this work. I certainly know um, the damage, as a pastor, I know the damage that mm-hmm. um, pornography causes. So pray for, again, pray for favor. Thanks for taking time to be on the podcast and kind of don't grow weary in well-doing. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Baptist 21 podcast. Thank you for listening to the Baptist 21 podcast. To learn more about us, visit us at our website, baptist21.com. Also, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. It would really help us out. If you ever have thoughts or ideas for future interviews, please reach out to us at our email, baptist21 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening to the podcast.